0: And it is Car Carne, the world's only food podcast recorded in a car. I'm James Van Osdel. That podcast, this podcast is lovingly sponsored by Boost Mobile, which runs on this super, incredible, shockingly jaw-dropping fast uh, Sprint Mobile network. My entire family's on Boost. It is so easy to get yourself set up. Uh, the phone that I do all of our Facebook Live sessions on is a Samsung Galaxy S8, which I got from Boost Mobile. It's Car Carne
1: the And now here's the star of our show James
0: And uh, today this week on this show, we are at Stern Pinball, Mecca Ground Zero for all things pinball and sitting shotgun my, my interviewee for carcon carne this week is a world famous pinball player in his own right he's also the marketing director for stern pinball zach sharp welcome to my car thank you <laughs> I, I gotta ask now we, we've been communicating over email we've never met before our first meeting was me opening the passenger door for you to get in the car
1: yes is that a little weird uh, my wife and my brother know where I'm at, just in case I'm never heard <laughs> from again. You can trust me. It's all good. I brought to you <laughs> hot dogs. I mean... That's true. So, yeah,
0: here's the thing. We're at Stern Pinball. I think my lifelong dream has been to come here. So, my thought for this week was, we weren't going to meet at a restaurant. I was going to bring the food to you so that after we're done, we could do a Facebook Live inside Sounds Stern Pinball. Good. Uh, are you living, like, your your perfect life? Your, your...
1: It is... Yes. It is pretty special. Right. I mean... If you do what you love, you'll never work yes. a day in your
0: life. That, that's what they say. And you I love mar-
1: marketing. I love pinball. I married the two uh, passions, and I do it for a living.
0: All right, let, let's talk over a hot dog. So, okay, All right, right around the, Stern Pinball is in Elk Grove Village, and right around the corner is a Portillo's. Shockingly, I have never done a Carcón carne at a Portillo's, so it seemed like a good enough time. Oh, it's So good. Now, I, I called on the way. I said, "What do you want?" And you're like, eh, "Just a Chicago dog, no fries." No, no fries. I got you fries.
1: You got me fries. Uh, Because what's the point? Buttering me up here. That's exactly
0: right. Uh, Here is the Chicago dog. Thank you. And Portillo's, I mean, for all the locations, they are consistent. No matter which one you go to, you know you're going to get
1: a a kick-ass hot dog. Oh, yeah. And their fries are actually really good. The,
0: the, The salty crinkle fries. I'm a big fan of those. So as we start to dig into this, and there's no right way to...
1: I was going to say, and I apologize if I'm chomping.
0: Oh, that's part of the charm, Zach. Are you kidding me? All right, so I mentioned you are a world-class, you're a champion pinball player. I try to be. Did Did the company seek you out to be marketing director, or did you seek them out?
1: They did. They um actually seeked me out. They asked me if I was interested about four years ago, and at the time... I mean, I was always happy at my previous job. Mm -hmm. I just never thought of working in pinball because I worked at a marketing agency beforehand. So in my mind, I was always thinking, man, it'd be really cool to get Stern as a client, Mm -hmm. like to do marketing Mm -hmm. for Stern, but not be on the inside. So when I was asked like, oh, do you have any interest in working in pinball? I kind of laughed it off and said like, no, I'm good. Like I was happy with where I was. But then it planted the seed where mm-hmm. I was just like, I never actually thought of that. And minute. I'm like, if, if I'm ever asked that question ever again, I will be way more receptive. Fast forward four years, they asked me again. I was very receptive. And here I am eating fries and a hot dog.
0: When you were a kid, were you like going to arcades or where were you playing
1: pinball? So if you uh, Google search Roger Sharp, I can give you the abbreviated version but my father um, helped legalize pinball wait, in what? the 70s. Oh yeah, there's a drunk history episode based off of him. Wait, oh wait. A... You think I, I you think I'm an interesting sharp? You should be talking to my dad. <laughs> wait, pinball was outlawed? Pinball? No. Pinball was illegal from the 40s to the 70s. I wait, I didn't even know this. I love pinball. I didn't even know this. It was seen Were people as gambling, a gambling well Games used to pay out money back in the day, Mm -hmm. and it just had that stigma and antiquated law saying it was a game of uh, luck, not skill. So it was outlawed from the 40s to the 70s, and he proved it was a game of skill in a court in New York, and they overturned it. So he helped start the legalization of pinball.
0: You have the greatest family ever. Yeah. So, all right, so pinball was always, you were always around it.
1: I was born with pinball machines in the house.
0: Not a bad way to grow up. So you became good just because they were always there. When did it start becoming a a competitive thing? When did you start saying, yeah, I should uh, throw my hat in the ring? You
1: know, I would dispute that, though, because I know people who are older than me that have pinball their entire life and have played more than me. Um, it's Sometimes it's just natural talent. I mean, it's no different than bowling. You know, mm-hmm. some people are just naturally better with hand-eye coordination, and mm-hmm. I've always been into sports, and, yeah, I just had a natural ability. And, and my brother as well. We both just happened to be really good at it.
0: When did you just decide to start competing? When, or when did you become aware that competitions even
1: existed? So, at the time, there was um, this Chicago Pinball Expo, and... My brother and I noticed that there was a little kids' division. We saw, like, little kids playing, and the winners were getting, like, these stuffed bears and trophies. And we're like, oh, we want to play because we like competing. And our dad did not let us play. He didn't want a sibling rivalry forming. Okay. So it took, I think, maybe four or five years of just pleading and begging year after year after year, and he finally caved. He's like, fine, you guys can play. And we just dominated the junior (laughs) circuit. And it's like, wow, we are really good. So my first tournament was when I was 12 and my brother was 14. And there were two separate age groups. So it was 13 through 16 and 12 and under. And I won my division and he won his division at the same tournament.
0: And do you get to pick your table or do they assign you to, they say, okay, you're, you're doing fun house.
1: Um, Different, different tournaments, different formats. So sometimes it's, you're told what you're playing Mm -hmm. and other ones you're choosing got it did you have a favorite growing up? my favorite growing up was actually a game my dad excuse me, a game my dad designed called Cyclops so he actually designed a game he actually designed multiple games Um, he's he's on the back glass artwork, so is my mom it's kind of funny but um that was always my favorite growing up. See, when
0: I was growing up, I've always loved pinball. I mean, since childhood, it was always my favorite thing when I'd go to the arcade with my friends. My feeling about pinball was it felt more fair than playing a traditional stand-up arcade game. I felt like everyone could play it, and everyone could play it for more than a minute at a time. We'd play some of those arcade games, and I'd get wiped out in 30 seconds or less. I felt like pinball was more substantive Like, if you walked into a pinball game and you never played before, you get a couple minutes of action out of it. it was kind of an equalizer in that respect.
1: Yep. I mean, well, for me, the the lore of pinball is it's a physical, interactive experience that can't be replicated. You know, if you walk up to a Super Mario Brothers, you're always starting, and it's the same exact path Mm -hmm. that's already coded. You know, Pac-Man... People can beat the game with their eyes closed because it's the same set pattern. There's no nuance with pinball. It's physics. It's live, actual, tangible stuff that that, that you'll never have the same game twice. You can play as many times as you want, and there'll always be subtle differences, the way the ball bounces, what you're hitting, Mm -hmm. um, that you just can't duplicate.
0: And and you kind of hinted toward it. There is that visceral feeling, Mm -hmm. the the contact, the, the flippers hitting the ball, the noise of the ball getting knocked around, the the bumpers, the the sounds, it is very engaging.
1: Mm-hmm. You, you really do kind of feel all of it. Yep. Something that just a video game, a video game cannot replicate. What do you think, I
0: mean, pinball machines, and, and we'll go inside for the Facebook Live, pinball machi- machines have evolved so much. Stern has evolved them so much. What do you think about the more old-school pinball games that don't have videos and animations and all that. Is there still value to those?
1: Oh yeah. I love old games too because to me it's I like to use the analogy of a restaurant or a movie you don't always want to see an action movie you don't always want to see an epic, sometimes you want a comedy, sometimes you want Chinese food, sometimes you want Italian it's no different than pinball Like old games I love because um, those old designs it was much more random So even if you were making successful shots, the ball was always in jeopardy. Where on a lot of the newer games, you'll have ramps and stuff where if you keep making all your shots, you'll never drain because you're just extremely accurate and the ball is never in danger. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like the randomness of some of the older machines. From a tournament player, I'll always choose a game that is the most controllable.
0: Mm -hmm. Of course. Uh, By the way, these fries are so salty. They're I'm so saying that is a good thing.
1: Yeah. Oh my God, they're so great. I didn't get you
0: a beverage. I I, I went out on a limb. I brought, I got you the fries, but you said it. Just give me a hot
1: dog. Yeah. No. I feel guilty. I drink so much water throughout the day. I was I was good. Mm-hmm. It, do you know that guy? Um, that was actually Gary Stern. That Shut is, up. That is the owner of Stern Pinball right there. You just watched. You just watched. Shut the up. Fun. You just walked by the car. Yep. That is Gary Stern. You might have actually picked up Portillo's, too.
0: That was the titular Stern
1: of Stern Pinball. Yep.
0: Shut up. This is the greatest night of my life. <laughs> Let's go back. Let's dig into Stern Pinball history. Where, when, how, I mean, to the best of your recollection, as a pinball manufacturing company, how does this all kick off?
1: Um, Gary's father, Sam Stern, met with Harry Williams and wanted to buy a pinball machine company. So Harry Williams went up in his plane, and Gary tells this story way better than I do. Sure. Flew around uh, Lake Michigan, I think, a couple times, landed, and sold a pinball company to Gary, uh, Gary, Sam Stern, Gary Stern's father. And that was the creation of you know Stern Pinball and, and just being involved in the industry. So when I joke about saying I was born into pinball just because my dad being in the industry... Gary was literally born into pinball. literally, And worked in in the company and, you know, became the owner of, you know, Stern, Data East. I mean, you name it. It's just, it's incredible just how this company has grown throughout all these decades.
0: No doubt. And I'm going to ask you to move your elbow.
1: I know I have napkins in here. Yes.
0: (laughs) Now, with the Chicago dog, it's tricky. It's easier when Hmm. you're eating over a table.
1: Yes, because... the peppers fall off. Or the peppers the, fall off. I, I just, the pickle was hard to keep in it.
0: I, I've, I've lived through this before. I, I ate the pickle spear first. I didn't try to eat it along with the hot dog because it would just end on my black hoodie. There's no
1: doubt about <laughs> it. So what were some of those early Stern Pinball games? Um, I'd say some of the most popular ones, or at least my favorite, from the old Stern Electronics. Sea Witch is a popular one. Uh, Stargazer, Quicksilver. Again, I love those old games because the shots are so satisfying. There's just spinners, drop targets, mm-hmm. and the ball is just constantly in you know in in chaos. There's not like a safe return. You're just constantly battling gravity. Oh, thank
0: you. We'll respect for you.
1: Yeah, the the ball is just constantly, you know, it's wild. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the old saying. You know, the ball is wild, and it's how you can control the chaos in your, you know, two to three minutes of playing. I just ate a sport pepper. Oof, yeah, it gets a little spicy. Maybe I should have taken you up in that offer and drink. (laughs) Oh, my God, my tongue is on fire. Uh, Nose
0: is running. Here we go. But it's an essential part of the Chicago dog. And Portillo's, let's be clear, does the Chicago dog 100% right. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Now, modern day, I love what Stern's doing with rock bands. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys just did the Iron Maiden table.
1: Oh yeah. Iron Maiden has been huge for us. I mean, the reception to the game, the game is amazing. What you'll you'll see it. A I bit. cannot
0: wait. I mean, that is a band that is made for this. Mhm. I mean, from Eddie to the music, I mean, everything about Maiden seems to lend itself to a pinball game.
1: I knew nothing about Iron Maiden oh, we before should hang out. before playing this game. I didn't know any of their songs. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I mean, I've heard of them, but I never heard any of their songs. And, like, I'm a fan now because of the pinball machine. A
0: dude just walked out with a Descendants hoodie.
1: Oh, yeah. That's Mike Vinicor. He's on the engineering side. Does a lot of our uh, playtesting and uh, helps with rules. Uh, now, I should mention,
0: we're recording this at 6 o'clock on a Friday night. hmm A lot of offices, people go home, call it a day, maybe sneak out by 4 o'clock. Like the main guy just walked in, like he, his days like nowhere near done. You're here. The descendants guy is still here. Is that is, is it all fun. hands on deck? Yeah, I guess that's it, isn't it? It's fun. You guys work for Stern Pinball.
1: Exactly. Take a little break on the arcade, play some pinball. Oh my god,
0: the arcade. Yeah, I guess you would have an arcade in there, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. This is going to be like walking into Wonka's factory, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, were you uh, were you local before you came here?
1: Yeah, I mean, I live in the city. Okay, in Albany Park, mm-hmm. and grew up in Arlington Heights. So, I, I mean, I was born in New York, but predominantly moved, lived in the Illinois area.
0: All right. So, in addition to Maiden, there, uh, you, you did Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. ACDC. dc When the bands see these pinball games for the first time or get to play them for the first time, how do they respond? Like you, you put. Oh, they you,
1: love it. I mean, I'm sure it is like, some bands more than others. I'm sure. Uh, just, I mean, I haven't actually seen them in person react to you, you the yeah, like a lot of the bands, they love doing their own. Oh, there's my, that's my brother out there right now. That's hilarious. Um, they uh, do a lot of custom callouts. Ooh. So, you know, James Hetfield making custom callouts for you know tilting or hitting a jackpot.
0: See, I could see Kirk Hammett of all those guys in Metallica, I can see him loving this the most just because he's like a horror movie collector. And it seems like this is kind of his culture. I can see him totally grooving on that. You have a mouthful of food. As I say, mm-hmm. that. um, another table I want to talk about mm-hmm. is the Batman 66. Mm. Suddenly the whole world has opened up for that property, that license. You know, there are Batman 66 comics now, um, All the uh, shows have been re-released. And it was held up... There were complicated uh, copyright rights tied to that. But now it seems like it's game on. And there's such a a hunger for that Adam West, Burt Ward show. Tell me about the Batman 66 pinball game.
1: Yeah, so that was um, our first game with our new LCD display. And that game is incredible. I mean... You can... Oh, actually, there's not one in the arcade. I was say you can play it. Um, but the level of depth in the code, there's all these different um, villains that you play through. So you're playing against the Joker, Penguin, Riddler, Catwoman, and there's all these different episodes and seasons that you play through, and minor villains. And look, I'm not an original Batman fan, but it's incredible the amount of assets, custom call-outs. Adam West did some custom call-outs. Um, unfortunately, before he passed away. But
0: but how how fortunate for fans but that he got, yeah.
1: He was able to do it before, um, you know, the game was finished, and it really is a special game. So who is
0: the typical Stern Pinball client? Is it a lot of home and private sales, or do you do a lot of uh, bars and arcades? Or is there still a big bar business for pinball?
1: Mm-hmm, it is. All of the above. So, personally, as a company, we don't sell direct. We sell through our dealer and distributor network mm-hmm. all over the world. But I mean, we can definitely classify the market into three segments. You've got your, you know, your casual rec room buyer. So somebody that wants to just buy, I want a pool table, darts machine, and a pinball machine. Mm-hmm. They kind of just don't care. It's kind of like a throwaway. Um, there's the commercial market. So Arcades, arcades, family mm. entertainment centers, arcades. So that has definitely been a huge uh, boon. And then there's the enthusiast market. So people that like want to buy like limited edition models, who are really into pinball. It's it's kind of like your rec room buyer, but like they're really into no, pinball. They're so they're Is they, they have like twenty pinball machines in their basement.
0: I want to hang out with those people.
1: Oh yeah, my brother. My
0: brother's one of them. Oh, does he work here too?
1: No, he works for actually. Um, it's a company called Raw Thrills They do the Big Buck Hunter games
0: Got it, okay Which are all over in bars as well mm-hmm. So I guess I'm going to ask you as a, a, Like a super advanced level pinball player I love playing pinball there, No one doesn't love playing pinball But how do you get better at it? Like how do you When you approach a game for the first time How do you I guess give me some baseline strategy
1: well, one thing to get better is to keep playing.
0: Yeah, I guess that answers itself. Cliché. Sure. Yeah.
1: But the more you play... Oh, I'll get it. The more comfortable you'll get. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, if you walk up to a game for the first time, is shoot the flashing shots. The games do a really good job of kind of showing you what you should be shooting at. So... If you start a particular mode, you'll notice that there's, like, inserts that are colored a certain, you know, like, all these things are all of a sudden lit red. Mm -hmm. Shoot those red things, or green, or yellow. I mean, the games do a really good job of trying to tell you what to shoot for. Um, The other thing, excuse me, is don't be afraid to shake it.
0: See, I'm always afraid to shake it.
1: The game will tell you if you're shaking it too much. You will tilt... It'll kill the power, but that's part of the risk reward of pinball is being able to nudge and maneuver the game.
0: Is there some? There, so there is some wiggle room to kind of make that ball. Oh yeah. See, I'm always afraid. Maybe I've just been doing. Maybe there's like a sweet spot, like that that kind of friction zone before you tilt.
1: Yep, exactly. Oh, I mean you might get a danger and not tilt, and you learn that threshold of how much you can get away with. And that makes you know better players play longer because you're able to save balls that if you did nothing it would drain, but if you're able to influence it and keep your ball alive, you essentially got yourself an extra ball.
0: Okay, so modern day, we're sitting out here in front of Stern. You're the marketing director. What is if I had to play one game in that building? What's the, what's the one that just makes you think, wow, this is this is a showstopper?
1: Iron Maiden. Really? They, Hands down. I can't
0: wait. I cannot wait. I, I'm so glad we got to talk. I hope that was filling enough for you. Oh, yeah.
1: It's delicious. All right.
0: It's Portello's hot dogs. Uh, all right. This Carquin Carney episode is brought to you by Boost Mobile. Uh, we're going to go inside. Now that we've done this interview, we've, we've consumed our hot dogs. We have our protein. Uh, we're going to go inside Stern. That will be on Facebook Live, and that will be archived for eternity it'll be evergreen content (laughs) for you to see on facebook and this podcast of course exists on karklincarney.com zach thank you for doing this absolutely i hope this was fun and not too weird oh yeah right on definitely a first